I want to jump right on in today to in a new series that I think is uh, God's going to use this morning. It's titled Joy to the World. I want to begin at Luke 2, the angelic announcement of the birth of Christ. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there that night, being a shepherd where angels exploded in the dark of night on the scene? It doesn't tell us how many, but it says a heavenly host. Can you imagine how it lit up the sky and why God chose these shepherds? We can speculate. I don't know. doesn't tell us the reason, but they received the announcement. And here it is in Luke 2, beginning at verse 8. It says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The angels declared that the good news about Jesus' birth was a reason for the world to have great joy, joy for all the people. And the news about Jesus is still good news. And it is still a reason for joy for everyone who believes and everyone who receives it. Amen? Now, living in the world sometimes can take the life out of you. How many of you understand what I'm saying? And the holidays can be very difficult uh, for many people for many different reasons. But today, the Holy Spirit is going to remind us that if we have received Christ, we have a reason to have great joy today. And if you have yet to make a commitment to Jesus, today I believe you'll have an opportunity to put him first place in your life, to have forgiveness of sins, and to serve him as a child of his. And this will be the greatest Christmas you'll ever experience. So today's title is simply The Joy of Salvation. The joy of salvation. Some of us have forgotten how great it is to be saved. How great it is to be on our way to heaven. If you have Jesus, you have a reason for great joy today. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for salvation. Lord, uh, we were not there that night. The angels came to tell the shepherds, but we have better than that. We have the Holy Spirit who has brought the gospel of Jesus to our hearts, and we have received, and we thank you for that. Thank you. We rejoice in our salvation, the salvation that you purchased, Jesus. We have a reason to have joy. We have a reason to have happiness this Christmas season. And Lord, we thank you today. Let everyone be reminded how great our salvation is in you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I need someone to help me. Mallory, can you come and help me? I know it's I'm just putting you on the spot. I didn't tell her beforehand, but would you give it up for Mallory? She does not know what she's getting into, and I trust our relationship enough to call on you. That's saying a lot, Mallory. And come on, give her a better round of applause than that. Do you have a job yet? Do you, you have a job? Are you making some money? 
And don't you want a job? Make some money? Sure. How much do you expect to make on your job? What do you expect to make an hour? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know what they pay an hour today? Minimum wage is like 15 cents. You happy about that? If you work eight hours, uh, eight hours a whole day, you get a dollar. You excited about that? No, minimum wage is more than that. But you need some money, don't you? I mean, aren't you tired of asking mom and dad for money? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a job today, okay? In like two minutes, you're going to get good pay for two minutes' work. You get a whole $5 for two minutes' work. Are you ready? Will you accept the position? And it's very simple, and you're very capable. That's the reason why I called on you. I love Christmas carols. How many of you love Christmas carols? And the problem about Christmas carols, sometimes we get lost in the words. I've sang Christmas carols before, and some of those words, it's just like, <laughs> but the ones that we know, we sing loud. And the song that really just fits, Mallory, it fits this message, this series so much, is Joy to the World. Now, that's one that's been around forever. And all you got to do with, to get this $5, it's a lot of money for two minutes, just sing Joy to the World. Would you do that? Sure. Take the mic and just go for it when you're ready. Do you know the song, Joy to the World? No, no, just sing as much as you. Sing it. Sing, give it your heart, the, the most of it that you know. And it starts with Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare and move. Heaven and nature sing, and nature sing, and heaven, heaven, nature. Second verse. Go, go ahead. I don't know that one. You don't know the second verse. Okay, let me see. How many of you know the second verse? All right, come on. Joy. It starts off with joy to the earth. Did Joe knew that? Know that? Joy to the earth. What's the next part? The Savior reigns. Okay, some of y'all really know this song. Would you help me give it up for Mallory? Thank you. You did also. So this, oh, the second verse is joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let all their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and places. This is where we get missed. Repeat the sounding joy. And the high part. This great Christmas hymn was not intended to be a Christmas hymn at all. It was not, um, it was not even written about the text. You would think it came from the text that 
I opened with, it was not written from the announcement of the angels on the night Jesus was born. It was actually taken from one of the Psalms. And it's really a messianic psalms, a psalms predicting the birth of Christ. It was written by a man named Isaac Watts in 1719. And he wrote many hymns, but when he wrote this from this psalms, it was more of a, a um, poem that he wrote. Uh, and he wrote it titled Joy to the World. And later, it's from Psalms 98. We're going to look at a few verses. And later... In 1836, someone put it, put it to melody, and it became a Christian, a Christmas hymn that we probably sing every year. Uh, Psalms 98, this prophetic song about Christ and the salvation that He would bring. Um, Psalms 98 was actually written in around 104 BC. Excuse me, 100,000. Excuse me, I'll get it right in a minute. A thousand and four, all right, B.C. And it was about the coming salvation. And over a thousand years before that marvelous night Jesus was born, this psalm had a similar message of joy that the angel shared. Let me read a few verses from it. Psalms 98, beginning of verse 1. It says, O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. How many of us understand who is on the right hand of God? It's Jesus Christ himself. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. Aren't you glad he included us also? All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in joyous song and sing praises. This is speaking of the time that would happen a thousand years later and we are able to receive. We are on the other side of him coming and we understand the benefit of having him in our life, the salvation that we have experienced. Church, we have a reason to have joy today. And it says, break forth in joyous song and sing praises to him. Come on. We may not sing, but let's give God a big shout of praise today. Thank you, Jesus. You made known salvation to me. Come on. We're going to take just a moment with this. If the Lord has made known salvation to you, you've heard the gospel and you've received, would you stand up on your feet today? If you have not yet to receive, look, bless you. The Lord will work in you. But I want you to give God prayer. He didn't leave you where you were. He came after you. He revealed the gospel to you. He let you know about Jesus. He gave his best for you. Come on, let's give him praise. Now we really mean it. Thank you, Jesus. You know, he didn't have to, but he sought you out. Even in our rebellion, even the times that you said no, he kept coming back again, revealing God's goodness. You got a reason to have joy today. Come on. You got a reason today to celebrate in the Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. 
We just got to be reminded today, don't let the material trappings of Christmas steal your joy. Don't let the problems of life make you lose focus. You have salvation today. You have a lot to be thankful for today. We're going to look at it today. We should never forget how great our salvation is. We should have great joy this morning if we've heard and received the good news of Jesus. We've received the great salvation that was purchased by him, and it was a high cost. He's got a lot invested in you. He's not going to let you flounder. He's not going to let you just, just be where you are. He's got a plan and a purpose, as Drew did such a good job saying. He's got too much already in you. He's invested in you. And he has great plans and a great purpose for your life. He doesn't want you to lose focus on what has already been done for you. And he has great things still in store for you. Church, have joy today. Have joy today. Don't let this world steal your joy. Don't let anything, don't let the news steal your joy. You look up to heaven knowing that that will be your home. And until it is, he knows how to take care of you right here and right now. Have the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And man, the devil will do his best to try to talk you out of it. He wants to give you reasons why you shouldn't have joy, but he's a lie. Amen. So what does it mean when we say salvation? The joy of our salvation. One definition says, salvation means delivered from sin and its consequences through faith in Jesus Christ. And that is a, a, just a good summary of what it means, right? To be delivered from sin and its consequences through faith in, in Jesus Christ. But I think that definition misses one thing. I, 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 it says it well, but there's still something it's lacking because salvation is not just what you've been saved from. It is what you've been saved for. It's not just having sins forgiven. There's a whole lot of a benefit on the other side of that. I'm thankful that Jesus is my Savior and my sins are forgiven, but he has abundant life for me as he is my Lord, the Lord of my life. Now, I've got to calm down. I'm working too hard up here. I'm not even getting over time, so let me calm down. It's what we've been saved for. And Paul gives us a great description of what salvation means. And again, I think we have to be reminded, for us that have been in the Lord, in the way, not in the way, but in the way of the Lord, we have to be reminded because we take it for granted what Christ has done for us. We forget where we came from. You know, I'll never look back to fall under condemn condemnation, but I think it's healthy to look back to be reminded where we came from. The situation that we were in, the hopelessness that we felt, the darkness that surrounded us, the way it felt to really to feel trapped. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you want to make changes, but 
There's no way that you feel like you can and you end up finding yourself back in the same situation that you prayed to get out of and you felt so inadequate and you saw other people that had it, had it together it seemed like and maybe saints of the Lord and you thought, man, that, that's not for me, I can't do that. Whatever your story is, I know my story. And then the presence of the Lord shows up and he reveals Christ. And then I realize, oh, this is the secret. You surrender your life to Jesus and he helps you. It's not about how good you can be because you'll never be good enough. It's not about your just good intentions. They're good, but it's, it, you need help. You need the Holy Spirit. And your salvation is so much more than just saying my sins are forgiven and and coming to church, that's great, but that's only the beginning of it. Jesus just didn't die on the cross. He raised from the dead to give me and you new life. And yes, we come to the cross for sins forgiven, but we also accept them into our heart for new life. We have a reason to be joyful today. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Don't let them make you think that what you had was better than what you have now in Jesus. Man, he, that's, he's a good salesman though, isn't he? He'll make you think that the life that you used to have wandering around in the darkness, that it was better than what you have now being in the light with Jesus. And I'm telling you, it takes the Holy Spirit to remind us. It takes, it takes him to wake us up again. It takes him to give us that spiritual perspective again. This is what I know he's going to do for some today. Romans, thank you, Jesus. Romans 5 says this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, and it's talking about salvation, we've been justified by faith just as if we'd never sinned. That's what justified means. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2 says, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3 says, not only that, we also rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. In other words, you can't lose as a child of God. Yeah, you may have to go through some times of suffering, but even in that, you have great hope. Verse 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So in the next few moments, I want to give you five reasons you can have joy today in your salvation. If you're not taking notes, um, go back and, and really pull these up in the app. I think there would be a great reminder for us today. And when you, when during the holiday season, like I said, there's so much stress and there's busyness. And, and sometimes if there's already situations in your life and the holiday season just seems to make it worse, some of those situations like loneliness, I'm telling you, you have a reason to have joy in the Lord today. The first reason to have joy in your salvation is what we read at the very beginning. It's number one, we have peace 
with God. We have peace with God. Because of our sins, we must understand that we were God's enemies. We were enemies of God. Not that God was our enemy, but we were, were his enemy. Our life opposed his holiness. Our actions were against his principles. Our will was to please ourselves, and therefore we denied giving him the glory that was due him. I remember when I was away from the Lord, received Christ at eight, walked away from the Lord my whole teenage life. And one thing I knew, though, even in all of my heathenness, that's a word, heathenness, some of y'all know that word also, I knew you do not curse God. You just do not do that. And I did a lot of stuff, but I knew that's what you don't do. I had just enough, I thought, of honor for the Lord that I would never curse my God by name. And I can tell you, I could take you to the place. I can't remember the day, but I can take you to the place. The day that I was living in my sin, the day I was using all kind of cuss words, and before I knew it, it came out of my mouth. See, you can look as pretty as you can on the outside, but what's inside is going to come out. And the truth is, my life was already cursing him. I was already an enemy of his because of the way I lived. But I can remember when that came out of my mouth, it was like cold water being splashed into my face. And the shame that I felt, that I had cursed my God, who had been so good to me, who had never done anything against me, you see, when you live for yourself, you are an enemy of God. The scripture says, let me find that scripture, Romans 5.11. It says, for while we were sinners, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. And much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Excuse me, yeah, for while we were enemies, I should have said, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. And much more, more and now that we are reconciled, since we have, we've been saved by his life. My life, I, I didn't think I was an enemy of God, but did you know it, it says that those who follow after the flesh cannot please God? That, that we, are, we oppose God? That is, that is your flesh. That is the leading of your flesh. It opposes God. It is against God. It is an enemy of God. But I am thankful that God loved us so much that he made peace with his enemy. Every one of us, he made peace with us through Jesus Christ. He should have wiped us all off the face of the earth. Amen. You know, some of us say, well, if I was God, this is what I would do. Well, yeah, uh, but aren't you glad God didn't do that to you? And he did. He made peace with us, extending a peace offering through his son that we could receive that sacrifice. It was our sacrifice 
Jesus paid on the cross. And we can receive that sacrifice as our peace offering. And we can have a right relationship with God. The one that we used to oppose, whether you cursed his name or not, your life was still cursing him. You were an enemy of his. And yet you, he would do such a great thing and it would extend peace to you and you could receive that and have a right relationship justified just as if you had never done it. Isn't that wonderful today? The peace of God comes, peace with God, excuse me, comes with your salvation. Purchased by Christ, peace means that he doesn't hold your sins against you anymore. Peace means that God is for you. He's not against you. Peace with God means that you have blessings and favor from him. You can rejoice your salvation this morning because you have peace with God. I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. If you need to ask forgiveness, ask him to forgive you. God, I know there's something in my life I need to ask forgiveness for. Please forgive me. In Jesus' name. Now, I wanted you to do that first because I want everybody qualified. I want you to breathe in a big old deep breath. You have peace with God. You have peace with God. You may have other people that it's hard to have peace with. The Bible says as much as it is, as much as you can do it, have peace with them. But they may not have peace with you. But you got peace with God. Close your eyes, please. Take another big old deep breath. Peace, you have the peace of God. This is going to save you right there. I'm just going to save you some headaches today, some stress today. May save you an anxiety pill or two. You got peace with God. Lord Jesus, let us feel that peace just rush in now. Peace. Peace with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're not against us. You're for us. Peace. Let me give you a second reason that you can have joy because of your salvation. Because we have peace, number two, we have access to God. Romans 5, 2 says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace of which we stand. Salvation allows us to not only have peace with God, but salvation allows us to approach God and receive grace and blessings from Him. Can we get that picture? I know it's so hard. But did you know that we can actually go to the throne room of God? And not in our prayer time, you actually go before the throne room of God? And the Bible says not only can we go there, but we can go there with confidence, not in, because of us, but because of what Jesus has done for us. And we have received that, that we can approach God. Man, we shouldn't even be able to do that, right? But we can approach God and we can go with confidence. We have access to him. The blood of Jesus gives us a doorway, a right away, if you will, that we can ex uh, access the very throne room of God. Your praises, I really believe, are praises offered from a heart of worship goes before the throne room of God. Your prayers, when you pray in the name of Jesus, it goes before the throne room of God. We don't deserve it, but Jesus made a way. 
And I'm so thankful that he did. Ephesians 3.12 says this, In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. With freedom and confidence. What do you have need of today? You can go before the Lord with freedom and confidence, knowing that Jesus has already paved the way. You don't deserve it? No, again, you, you never will. But Jesus has offered it. He has given you peace with God because of his sacrifice, and that peace with God gives you access to the Father. And let me go to the third one. And I love this one. I love them all. Romans 5, 2, going back to that reference, it says, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The third reason, you have joy today. Number three, we have hope in God. We have hope in God. If through salvation we have peace with God and we're able to approach God, then we definitely should have hope in God's love and faithfulness. We can have hope today. God has already made a way. And when we approach the Lord, we have that confidence in the hope that we have in him through Jesus Christ. Hope gives you a reason to have joy instead of despair. Today, you're going through a difficult situation. The hope that you can have in God says, I know I will not stay here. Hope will get you through today until God can do this for you tomorrow. Hope says, yeah, it doesn't look like I want it to, but I am thankful I'm looking up to him. Remember, we're not looking at our circumstances. We're looking up to him, and I know he's going to work it out for me. He's paid too much for me. He's done too much for me already. Romans 15, 13, man, this is a verse you all really have memorized. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants to give you hope no matter what your circumstances you know, that, that joy that we're talking about connected to that hope. When you have hope, you have joy. And hope, uh, excuse me, joy is not tied to circumstances either. It should not. It's tied to your hope. It is not saying that I am, I am glad for what I'm going through. It is saying I'm glad what God is going to do through this. I talked to um, Matthews. Corey, Drew, tell me his name, Cole. <laughs> what happened to Sam and Henry? I might just have a hard time with names. Cole, he called me on the phone and just told me that um, he was talking about uh, what the Lord was doing in his life. And, and um, he said when his doctor came in, from one of the, the scans, he asked, could he pray for the doctor? And the doctor rolled over and was like, yeah, pray for me. And he, he was praying for the doctor to be blessed, the doctor that was there to treat him of cancer. And he said, it's been 
I want to say 10 months. I can't remember how many months. He said it's been the best months of my life. That is hope. That's what we're talking about. It's not based on your current circumstances. It is based on your salvation, your peace with God, your access to God. You have a reason to have great hope today, and therefore it, bur- it, it, it gives birth to joy. Does this make sense today? It doesn't matter what you're going through today. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But the Bible says in all things we should still rejoice. Not, bec- not, not that we want those things. Nobody wants a hard time. But we understand God does a work through those times, those difficult times, and he's going to bring us through. The fourth reason that you should have joy in your salvation today is that we have love of God. Romans 5, 5 says, Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts. That we can feel God's love. We can we've experienced God's love. The Christmas story is really a love story. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is love. It is love for you. It is love for the world. It is love for that person that you know of that's so lost and so wicked and so vile, God still paid the price for them. They just have not received yet. It is a love story. Romans 5, 5, I read that. It said God's love is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Now, that gives me my last one, who has been given to us. The fifth reason you should have joy this Christmas season is this that we have the Holy Spirit from God. We have the Holy Spirit from God. Would you stand, please? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've experienced so many times in my life going through difficult times, feelings of despair, feelings of feeling forgotten, feelings of even being trapped. These are emotions and thoughts of the mind from from the flesh. And man, when, when they... When you have those thoughts, it just it feels so real, so right. But I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit will speak the truth of God's Word to me. The time of my greatest despair, Drew, would you come? The time of my greatest despair was after my mom passed away. I've shared some of that before to those that have been here for a while and went through a deep depression. Told the Lord that your stuff don't work. Quit reading the Bible. I was 26 years old. My mom was the spiritual leader in our house. So I knew God was going to heal her. 
if God didn't heal her, such a holy woman, how could he not heal her? If he don't do it for her, I mean, I might as well hang it up. So after she passed, I told God, your stuff don't work. I quit reading your Bible. It felt so right for the moment because I was hurting so bad. Walked through a deep depression. I would go in the bedroom and I would cut the light off. When you're depressed, you don't want the light shining on you, do you? Ain't it amazing? Ain't it amazing? We, you can see the spiritual significance of that when you come through it. But that's just what Satan wants. He wants to cut the light out of your life. And I can remember as a 26-year-old young man, a beautiful wife, my hope, though, was gone. Laid on the floor in the bedroom. Despair. Low. Not only was I going through the grief for my mom, but now I've, I've cut my source of help. I'm telling you, somebody needs to really listen to this. Don't cut your source, okay? But again, I understand it. It felt so right. It felt like mm, you, you didn't do what I asked. My mom was holy. She believed in you. You didn't do it for her. I was mad at God, offended. Laying on that floor, not calling on God, you understand, walking away from him. It don't work. And as I was in the dark in that bedroom, wallowing in my circumstances, God, because of his peace that he declared with me, gave me a vision. I wasn't asking for a vision. You understand that. I wouldn't pray it. I wouldn't say, but Lord, help me. No. But out of his grace and his mercy, his love for me, his spirit that still wanted me to walk in my salvation, gave me a vision. And he let me see uh, shaft, shafts of wheat bundled together. And it was a pink ribbon tied around it, leaning up against an old shed. Now, I know this may not mean that much to you, but it meant a lot to me. And God spoke to this person that had walked away from him and said, your mama, this is her life. This is her legacy. There is harvest. You will see your family come to Christ, serving Christ because of her life. This is her legacy. And the thing that really got me, he said, you understand, this is God speaking to me. I'm not worshiping. And he said, cancer did not take her life. It does not have the authority. I have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I took your mom. It's amazing. I lay there just, sure I wept. I can't remember those details after that. I'm sure I repented. I can't remember all the details. I do remember getting up off that floor, going to the light switch and turn it back on and moved on with my relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I'm just telling you, your God loves you that much. Would you bow your head, please? And I believe today he's sending his Holy Spirit to you to let you know the truth. God loves you. 
He's made peace with you. Will you make peace with him? You have access to come to him. He wants you to. He wants you to come and trust in him. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. His spirit is sent here to help you, to walk in everything he has for you. He's not just going to let the devil lie to you and you not hear from him. And I thank you today, Lord, that you're speaking to hearts. You're speaking to hearts. You say, well, Pastor, I, I know maybe different circumstances, but I've been down and depressed. We want to love on you today. The help of the Holy Spirit is here. It's time for you to have the joy of your salvation. If you're mad at God, it's a good time to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I saw it different. But I want you to step out. I want people to pray with you. If that's you, would you come forward? No shame. No shame whatsoever. Come forward if you would. Thank you, Jesus. Some people are going to love on you. How many of you have been there? You'd like to pray for somebody. Come on up. If you just raised your hand, come on up. I want you to help me pray. Man, it's so hard to step out. But the Lord is going to love on you today. Would you look toward them? You know the Lord has showed himself like he did to me for you. And you could pray with someone. Come up for it. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you need prayer. I want you to come and find one of these sweet people to, be, to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. We'll take just a moment. The Lord wants to love on you today. The Lord wants to encourage you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you give joy. I thank you, Lord, that you give uh, your spirit to help us to walk in all the benefits of our salvation. Lord, we thank you. All right, let's do it the hard way. Close your eyes, please. I understand it's hard to step out. I'll pray with you where you are. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I need the Lord to help me today. I've been in depression. I've been in discouragement. I've been away. I've been, I've, I feel hopeless today. If that's you, would you raise your hand? You don't have to come forward, but I want to pray with you today. A couple of folks have raised their hands. Lord, I pray that you would let them know by your spirit today, encourage them. Let them know that they have the joy of the Lord. Lord, but through salvation, that they have all of these great things that we've talked about. And Lord God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit ministering to them right now, giving them the truth, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I do want to say one other prayer today. At least I think I do. We're going to have sort of along those same lines, we're going to get... I said it just a moment ago. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's time to go ahead and get that joy again, okay? You have, you have gotten your eyes off of, of, of your salvation, all that the Lord has done for you, and you need some joy today. You're caring a little bit too much about what the world is, is throwing your way, and, and um, it's made you forget all that you have, and the joy of the Lord is going to come to you today. If you need some joy, would you just raise your hand? the strength of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Raise your hand and ask the Lord to fill you with this joy. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Man, and you're feeling spiritually weak, you need some joy. Just raise your hand and ask the Lord to fill you with joy. He wants to do that. 
the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace, and many others. Joy is in the top, P, uh, top three. Uh, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is going to give you some joy today in the name of Jesus. Lord, as they're asking, you see their hands raised, they need some joy. And Lord, I pray you give it to them now. I pray, Lord, that they would, it would, be, they would fill it. Lord, let them fill it in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I pray that, thank you all very much. I pray they get drunk in the spirit. How many of you have ever been drunk in the spirit? You know, when I say, Pastor, I don't, I don't know what that is. The Bible says don't be drunk on wine, but be drunk in the spirit. And um, I've been there. I'm telling you, it is real. And uh, when you talk about laughing, I've seen people, man, just get so full of the joy of the Lord that that even during the service, uh, somebody's trying to make announcements and they're just crying on the floor, laughing so hard. And uh, that's, just, that's just what the Lord needs. We need that sometimes, I'm telling you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. I know one sweet lady, I won't not mention her name. She may be in the service today, but she needed some joy, and Patty prayed for her, wouldn't it, Joy? And she stepped right out of her skirt during the service. <laughs> Try not to look, because I don't want to give it away. And the joy of the Lord hit her. <laughs> yeah, but she had a slip on. Okay, thank you, Patty. <laughs> Oh, is it good? God is so good to us. Let me bless you before you leave. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. God bless you. Have a great and joyful Sunday.